Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I would like to just lay out two disclaimers. The first one is, while editing this, I realized I called King Triton King Neptune. Yes, I know, that's a Spongebob character, and we know how I feel about Spongebob, but for whatever reason, I was going Greek mythology with the character. Um, So, we're just going to deal with it, because there was no way around editing it and everything. The second is uh, I do give a spoiler alert disclaimer uh, within the episode, but I'm going to just play the jingle now. And here we go. Spoiler. 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 Alert. Let's put a song so you can sing along with a special guest or two. Or two. Like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone welcome back to another episode of life's but a song a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals i'm your host john and with me today is a returning guest she hasn't been on in a while we're gonna fix that with today's episode she's also the host of crushgasm it's kendra beltran everyone hello thank you for having me back i'm like a disney resident now (laughs) no i'm a disney adult no (laughs) I, i mean yeah, but like you picked banger movies, so I'm not going to judge you that harshly or at all, really. Because today we're here to talk about the brand new 2023 The Little Mermaid. Uh, so, spoiler alerts ahead, but like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the little detaily things that we might get into will be spoilery, but like overall, come on. Everyone knows this movie. I feel like they only change one thing like like big thing as yeah. plot wise. <laughs> uh so this this screenplay was by David McGee, music by Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman and Lynn Manuel Miranda. Uh got I got we got to talk about him in a second. Uh <laughs> directed by Rob Marshall and according to IMDb, a young mermaid makes a deal with a sea witch to trade her beautiful voice for human legs so she can discover the world above water and impress a prince. So the thing one thing about this movie that I kind of wish they changed was like it, she still changes herself for him. I mean, I get it that's the source material and everything. But come on, Disney, you're in this new wave of movies. I feel like how else were they going to get her up there? You know, did she want to go on an adventure? I think you had to have Prince Eric somehow. I I think it was well. They did it as well as they could in the 21st century. What I did like, though, um, I, I, I have to say this, Disney... I feel like with their latest movies are trying to teach the younger generation on how to not be racist because they're using the sea life and the human life as the representation. And even at the end, they're like, we're all the same. We all just want love. Yeah, they had the different seven seas. So King Triton was out there spreading his seed across the world. He had Asian daughter, Black daughter, Indian daughter. (laughs) Like it was this beautiful, you know, amalgamation. And I like that for her, they kind of, it made sense finally why Sebastian had a Jamaican accent. She was in the Caribbean Sea because they went up to this world and it was kind of this Caribbean flair. They had this Black queen. She adopted 
you know, this white child that washed up on shore who is Prince Eric. I like the backstory. I like that they gave Eric a backstory. They gave him more. He wasn't just like this hot piece of ass, like in the original. This one, he was like. A hot piece of ass, but with a story. (laughs) He had, he was a hot piece of ass with some, I had some depth to him. He wanted more like her. And they gave Ursula backstory because that was one of the things that I, I've read about with the original that like they did have this story, but they had to cut it for time or whatever. And it's like, okay, guys, let's add it in though. And they did it beautifully. And like Kendra and I were just talking about it. We saw this movie when it came out on Friday and I don't know about you, but I saw the runtime and I was a little worried because two hours and 15 minutes sometimes feels like infinity (laughs) but it flew by yeah it didn't feel heavy-handed I feel like if it does well enough I think they're gonna give Ursula the origin story I've always wanted I've always thought she was the most interesting villain because it's like in Lion King you're like obviously Mufasa got the thing like oh well boo-hoo scar you gotta go like it, there's nothing really like there so ursula has always been the one like why is she hating on king triton so hard now we finally know a there, little more it's funny you bring this up i'm gonna get a little personal i'm gonna tell a weird random tangent story um a year ago i went to london and i was just like having the best time in my life and i came across ads for this one uh stage musical called unfortunate which is the story of Ursula. It's basically a pair. It's a parody though. And it's like making fun of Disney, making fun of Little Mermaid and also making fun of Wicked. <laughs> it was like, it, it's following the same thing of like, oh, she is like circumstances came about and that's why she's the villain of mm-hmm. the Little Mermaid. So if you ever see uh, ads for this show called Unfortunate, Go see it. Stop what you're doing and just go see it. All right. But I I kind of hope that that blows up and becomes like the next big thing over here. And Little Mermaid is hot right now. They're trying to, Disney will clabber on to anything that makes the money. So right. And mm-hmm. what I really appreciated about this one um, is like I know a lot of people have been complaining about their remakes or like their live action or s- photo realistic movies. Um, <laughs> Hello, Lion King. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like Rob Marshall took the source material and was like, you know what? We're going to change some things. We're going to add some Easter eggs for you guys. Hi, Jody Benson. And we're going to just do things a little differently. And that's what I appreciated about this movie. Like, Under the Sea lost my mind because they made it a dance number instead of a music number. We'll so. get there. <laughs> what you didn't have, you didn't hits and misses for me in the music but i mean like they changed it, it visually. up visually yeah. it was beautiful i was like ah because like i don't think i've done any of the beauty and the beasts on this podcast but like the remake was basically the same thing but with people and i was like i know and and lefou is gay question mark but like like, you have millions, billions of dollars, and I've seen cosplayers with, like, no budget make that dress look amazing. And then you let Hermione Granger walk out in, like, a Sheen <laughs> Wish.com dress. It was, like, so 
it was it was like it was sexist it was <laughs> but like this movie this the this iteration of the little mermaid you saw the 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 color story of like uh the original ariel with like the purple bralette and the green fin tail whatever we're calling it and i think that was really it and the red and she had her red. red hair yeah but like they added shells to her hair which i thought was a cool little detail they got rid of that ugly pink dress <laughs> and gave her a nice light blue dress although i do have to say it i told my i went to go see this with my friend i was like the headband that they put on her i think was just to hide the wig line or something oh they didn't know how to do the thing they don't watch drag race i know they they were were like we could only do the wig at the end this is (laughs) it got ruined in the water we gotta fix it headband yeah yeah, there were some outfits i was missing we'll get to it i think in the finale song but i was like I liked all the sisters. I liked the addition of them and them actually having a, a bigger role than in the first one. And they look so beautiful. I, I, I'm excited to see all the like cosplays that come from this movie. Oh my God. And then Triton, Javier Bardem. He was a uh, beautiful DILF casting. <laughs> I <laughs> <You're> like, yes. <laughs> what I liked about him so, like, okay, we're talking about additions and changes that they did. One of the big changes is F in I don't know how well you remember the 2D, the original movie, but it's like forever ingrained in my brain. After Triton destroys all of her things, in the original movie, you kind of see him regret it. Mm-hmm. And like that's cool and all. But like sometimes you parents destroy things for their children, and then it takes mm-hmm. a while. For them to realize, oh, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we're doing, we're doing, th- we're doing things different here. I the modern parent. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> you yeah. think because my mom was not the greatest mom, so she would have definitely taken some time to feel a little remorse for ruining my Backstreet Boy stuff, which she did. So, <gasps> yeah. oh dear, she... <laughs> not not her fault. You know, it's the rats, but she could have kept a better like eye on them over the years. <laughs> um so uh, so we talked we talked about their back did you how did you feel of them having eric and ariel's story kind of be parallel i like that because it made it seem like okay now they're more of a couple there's a reason they should be together not just because they're two hot people that happen to find each other in the ocean like they had this depth to them that's like you know, I, I really like that addition. Eric just, at first, I wasn't happy with the casting because I was like, he's not hot enough to be Prince Eric. This is like ruining my childhood fantasy. <laughs> but he won me over. He gave me this kind of like 2002 Seth Cohen vibes from the OC. And oh. I really like that. I enjoyed it. So, and I love their chemistry. They did focus on his butt a lot. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. <laughs> did they? Yeah, there were Robert. so. So I, I, yes, I noticed, uh, there's two instances that I noticed. One, I, we could justify it. It's when Ariel is in the lifeboat at the beginning Mm. and she's looking and like, yes, it's her perspective, but you just see butts, (laughs) you see, and the, and the tight pants. And then during his song, Wild Uncharted Waters, there's a lot of shots of him from the back. (laughs) I was like, I was like. 
this song is riding the parking brake and is making the the flow of the movie stop. But like, why are we okay? But we'll we'll just use butts. <laughs> Turns out, I guess little Tina from Bob's Burgers just butts, 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 butts. <laughs> the surprising cast member for me though was Melissa McCarthy. I will say. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, I know her as Suki from Gilmore Girls. I know her as, like, a comedic character. And so mm-hmm. I was like, she's playing a villain. And, like, I don't want her... I, I know she's playing a Disney villain, but I don't want her to play a Disney villain. Because mm-hmm. that could be easy to, like, go camp. And I don't. I think she did a fantastic job. Yeah, I wasn't mad at it. I told um, my little podcast friends, I was like, I wasn't, I was happy, I was pleasantly surprised, other than the makeup choices they made, but I I'm think hearing it was good too. with all the effects. All the effects was fine, but, you know, just that photo was jarring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think she did really good. I don't know who else could have played the part, other than, like, if you got, like, a legit drag queen to do it, since it was based on Divine, but other than that, and I mean, if you see the best, some of the acting challenges on RuPaul's Drag Race, maybe they shouldn't. <laughs> but I, I think she. Yeah. She, I'm, yeah, and I understand why she affected her voice. I'm glad that she affected her voice, and that it wasn't like a computer who did it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I was, I was in awe. I this, this did what I wanted it to do, and. I I love Halle Bailey. <laughs> I yeah, I was happy with the cast. Like, good someone who can sing, not someone who like may, maybe they're gonna take a vocal lesson. Hermione, you know, Princess Jasmine, <laughs> but someone who actually like is Beyonce approved seal of approval. And Beyonce, Beyonce was in Lion King, so well, <laughs> her protege matters. Sorry, Beyonce's voice was in the Lion King, not Beyonce herself. So. <laughs> But, I, but I was I, I didn't know her really before this uh, my friend was trying to like push her music on me and everything and I was like I just want to go in and enjoy her and I'm so glad I did because she fucking carried this movie her and I her really, ass I really, yeah I really only knew her from Grownish. I didn't know like I knew of her because of her music because it's like pop culture you know like those two sisters and Beyonce but yeah I knew her from Grownish, and I was kind of sad she got the role just because like they had to write her off for the show for a minute she was in the Olympics <laughs> training <laughs> <laughs> so that was she was in, tra- in track so um Oh, she's I, not I a swimmer in the show? <laughs> no, no, just track. That would have been funny, though, to cast the swimmer. But, yeah, I was. I knew she could act well enough, because it's a ABC, what, freeform show? You know, got to yeah. be an Oscar winner. But I, I see an, maybe an Oscar for song, maybe. Well, it's going to be Lin-Manuel's, but... Well, which which song would you think would be nominated? Because it would be a new it has song. It be original, so I think they're going to give it for, uh, what is that one? Her, the new one they gave Ariel um, for the first time. They're going to try to, they're definitely oh, going to that one. Oh, that was the one that was, that she was thinking, In right? Mm-hmm. I also really liked that song because it gave a moment of doubt. Like, she's not, I know she's supposed to be this doe-eyed and she's like, oh, it's about true love and everything. But then there's a moment of like, wait, I gave everything up. And like the reality is settling in. And I, that song I liked, I, I didn't like his song at all. Oh, 
Well, did, are we going to get into the songs? Yeah, let's get into the songs since we're here. Wild Uncharted Waters, not a fan of it. Okay, I liked it because I was like, finally, they're giving him something to do. It did feel a little like Glee. Like, it was very overdramatic. I was like, <laughs> like, the pace of it was strange. Like, I was like, it could be tweaked a little. I'm saying this, like, I could go in and compose, like, a song for a Disney <laughs> soundtrack. But at the same time, I was like, the pacing was off. But I did like that it gave him more to do. Like I said, not just a hot piece of ass. I was like, I was like, damn, boy, go off about this. <laughs> well, so was, like, running around, doing the thing. I I understand that he should have a song. I get it. And I appreciate it that, that it wasn't just her wailing and then we get poor unfortunate souls. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like something happened. And I think you said it. Maybe better. it was like a, you what? It could have been a better song. Could have you. been a better song. I think it was a little over dramatic, like you said. So some There's something there that like left a, that made me be like, oh, this is the two hours and 15 minutes that I <laughs> <laughs> he had a half hour of like very bed on it high school musical too troy bolt yes. in the um in the golf course but i was like these poor theater teachers though they're gonna hear this in auditions for the next couple of years i feel like and the pacing of it is like wrong. i you know <laughs> um them. but i mean here i don't know about you but when the trailers for this movie came out I started crying hearing her opt up in mm-hmm. part of your world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, that's what really sold me in this. Yeah. Cause like not only did Rob Marshall visually and, sto- and storytelling changed it, but like they did change the music in a way. So it's not like she was trying to be like Jodie Benson. She was doing her own thing. And that's Which is like, at first, like, this is, like, Little Mermaid soundtrack is, like, Backstreet Boys to me. I know every inflection. I know every part. I could do it myself. Put me on a stage. So, her, like, I was a little off at first when they released the whole version. I was like, this is it, how it goes. But she did do it so well. I, I was like, I can't be mad at it. I just can't. She no, she, it. yeah. I mean, I all, I, um, I I was I've been singing that song for the past few days because <laughs> it's forever in my head. I mean, I'll, I like you am a millennial, and we grew up loving the Little Mermaid and Disney Renaissance and all that. So I understand that the that movie is precious to us, but this is not that movie, and I think that's what a lot of people are not comprehending. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, yes, this is The Little Mermaid. Yes, it's Disney. Yes, it's the same songs, kind of, that you remember. But, like, it's kind of like a cast change on Broadway or in a, th- in, a sh- in a show, you know, where somebody has a different interpretation of the character and we have to accept that because we're the paying, we're the audience. So, <laughs> like but... They didn't do a horrible job with it. It's kind of like Cinderella. It's like, here's this classic story. You're going to get a million times. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be great. I right. don't like the Disney version. I think Brandy and Drew Barrymore Cinderella. Those two versions are way better than Disney's. So maybe for some kid, this may be better than the, the Disney version. I'm going to have to stop you right there because brandy cinderella is disney because that's I, it's, well like it's the end like a live action oh yeah 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 yeah. i see what you mean now yeah like i don't like the little blonde lady with the mice oh, oh. <laughs> i don't like the original like 
animated first Disney movie. Like, I don't like that. I don't like any princess until Ariel. Until <laughs> we got to the Renaissance. Interesting. That's interesting. I never really thought about that. And it feels like Ariel is the last princess to have that, like, oh, man, changing for a man thing. Because then in the 90s, and especially nowadays, it's all about, like, different things. <laughs> Family trauma. Family trauma. A witch. <laughs> I'm a I'm a strong independent woman. I yeah, which love that too. Hello, Frozen. But to go back to the songs in this one, I know that they changed some lyrics in uh, "Kiss the Girl," mm-hmm. and I know that they cut from "Poor Unfortunate Souls" the the body language line, which I don't understand why. They're like too sexy. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't notice any changes. Like they did well enough where I was like still into it. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be this big noticeable change in all the songs. My thing with Kiss the Girl though is Samuel E. Right. Like Sebastian is my favorite Disney vocal. <laughs> like I love. Like like I Under the Sea is on my gym playlist. Like I I'm into it every day. I think I listen to it every day of the week, and I did not like what they what they did with Sebastian's songs. No. <laughs> oh, David David Diggs, I think he needed to rap them. <laughs> I he was great as Sebastian though. He's actually my favorite character in the movie because he was so sassy, but I just didn't like the the Sebastian songs. Interesting. Is it just is it is it him singing it or just hit the way that the music is? The music. It was the pacing okay. of it. Like um Under the Sea for me felt like they did it more like an early Nickelodeon blues clues, like Nick Jr. It was a little too slow for me. I don't know. I wanted it more pep. Like Samuel Lee, right? He just brought it. He was that girl. He brought it. And <laughs> David didn't bring it for me. I was like, mm. visually, though, Under the Sea was probably the best part for me. Yeah. It was just ooh, it was like finding Nemo live. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you the, to the Alvin Ailey dancers. <laughs> did you see that They, they in the credits? They actually... Uh-uh. So... There are video, this video online. People can find it. I may post it on the socials, but they put them in like those green screen suits, oh. and the, um, they use the Alvin the Alvin Ailey Dance Company to be the dancers that they captured for the sea sea creatures. Like okay, there's <laughs> there's video of Hallie sitting on one of the dancers in the green uh, outfit who's a turtle, and it's army oh. crawling. <laughs> It's so funny. That part, I was like, get off that turtle. Sorry, sorry, lugging a big old like shell. Get off it. You can float. But like, and like, I know, I know, like jokingly, when I when I saw the Lion King, I was like, oh, and I hope uh, I just can't wait to be king. I want to see the Tower of Animals. La la la. <laughs> but in this one, like, I didn't miss the crustacean band. That no, is because like yeah. I. I mean, you got the you got the blowfish, we got mm-hmm. that. But I, I, uh, I, and I saw a video of Rob Marshall being like that he wants to pay homage even further to like Disney himself, because uh, in Fantasia, Disney used some ballet company. I forgot the name of it, um, and so that's why they put the Alvinelli company in, and then also. In, right before kiss the girl when they when they're on like the little date and everything and they're traveling around there's like more dancing 
there, there's mm-hmm. like people dancing in that village and i was like oh i really like this seemed like a fun kingdom <laughs> Well, because, like, you know, now you have people and, like, it, like I guess for animators, it, it it could be difficult to animate dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you have people and you're like, Corio, let's do some. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think about the scuttlebutt? Well, <laughs> it happened. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it is going to possibly be the new Frozen song for parents where their kids are going to play that one over and over. It felt like more that's the song for the new fans, like the kids going because it was like silly and fun. Okay, But for me, for for an adult, I was like, girl, stop. I loved (laughs) her. I did. I was like, I don't know how I feel about Aquafina in the movie. And I, I thought it's hilarious. She was funny. I like the he you knows Scuttle's dumb, <laughs> doesn't know anything. <laughs> the scuttlebutt. The scuttlebutt. I, was... I feel like it might grow on me. Oh, if in a couple weeks I'll be like changing my tune and be rapping. <laughs> I like the penguin part. <laughs> Again, with like with Eric's song, I understand the need for it, but like there was just something a little off about it that I can't <laughs> verbalize. I don't know if it's because it was Aquafina and. Yeah, that or if it was some of the words were a little weird or I'm like, why, where, where did this song come from? <laughs> but just spit it out, Scuttle. We don't need a whole song and dance. What is happening? <laughs> What's happening with Vanessa? Oh, yeah. Oh, I but like, I really I also really liked that that change as well, Um, that it's not that they're automatically getting married. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that day <laughs> that day that it's an engagement and things like that i'm like okay we're we're going a little more realistic here okay. like i get it we're in fantasy timeline right now don't know what the year is <laughs> they don't also, have TVs. <laughs> also i'm not 100 percent sure where they are i thought for a hot second they were in the mediterranean <laughs> i feel like caribbean because but they don't, I don't know if they have kings and queens, maybe back in the day, wherever they're, but it's Caribbean Sea, I feel like. She had the dreads and Sebastian's dragon, so, you know. Sebastian's <laughs> <That's> King Triton's <laughs> leg, when he wants to be in warmer waters. Mmm. <laughs> I think, I know, I, I know we're, we've griped, but I think overall, I, I really did like this movie, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that, you know, I, I think they got it right for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel I, I told my husband this is probably the only live action well first one that i'll ever probably watch again yeah <laughs> yeah because because like, oh, right, like they heard our responses to the lion king and they gave um they they animated the faces more of the animals because mm-hmm. like hi we're in a world of talking animals and mermaids also Along the same lines, so we're in we're in this fantasy world, right? You know, talking mm-hmm. mermaid with with mermaids and talking animals and everything. But like the one thing that I could not grasp is why it could scuttle all of a sudden, like be underwater and talk. Oh, and <laughs> that made no sense. I was like, where is like Jeff Corwin, my animal expert, right now? Because they will not. I get they dive in there for food. That makes sense. But they're not chilling down on a rock and talking. That makes, no, go up to his island like in the original. That was the part where I was like, no. 
that made no sense he would have died but like i also understand you know we're in a world of talking animals (laughs) and so like she magically got legs so i guess anything's possible yeah yeah also i and i feel like i'm confused by this in the original movie as well when she becomes human how can she hear the animals yeah that is a thing because that's part of i feel like her mermaid powers she gave up yeah so you know you gotta suspend belief there speaking of the magic and everything what did you think about that little change oh how she would forget the kiss yeah uh i (laughs) i liked it because it made it a little different but my husband was like so basically this movie is just about this uh crab trying to remind her to bang this guy i don't know I don't know, like, what is happening now? <laughs> we were like, yeah, it's kind of it now. The, yeah. So that part, I was like, hmm, I guess I had to change it a little. It made it a little more dramatic. Well, because it, it also helped with Ursula, I feel like, because obviously we understand her want now, because mm-hmm. in, the, in the original one, we don't really get it. <laughs> like, we we don't understand why she's just so willing to do the spell and everything. Um, but with this one, I under, I, I fully understand it now that she's like stacking the cards in her favor. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, you're going to lose. Fuck you. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to win. It's, it's three days. I could just chill out and we'll, uh, you'll be mine. <laughs> yeah. And her, um, Watson and Jetson, terrifying wonderful animation there i was like jesus and the shark at the beginning i was like please don't do the shark part please don't do the shark part because even the shark part in the animated and in finding nemo i hate i'm like so scared of so i was like jesus christ <laughs> didn't need that i liked though that flotsam and jetsam didn't talk yeah i didn't even notice like they didn't talk because <laughs> it 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 felt like it, it, it made them even creepier mm-hmm. that they weren't like uh, what some of the lines or whatever they said, you know, and it they were just the silent menace. Mm-hmm. I feel like all like the bad things in the sea didn't talk the shark, Flotsam and Jetsam. So it's like maybe that's the thing King Triton does with his, <laughs> you know, King Triton powers. Yes, but also not a lot of the fish uh, talk. So. They, I guess they were just like, what's in, uh, I wonder if there was an email when they were planning this to be like, who gets to talk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there has to be an email somewhere. <laughs> Can't cast them all. Okay. Like <laughs> some of them are mute. They're just still on their fishy way. Cause I know it just came out, but it probably filmed what last year, still at the throes of pandemic times. It me a couple of years. I mean, it, it was a while. I'm trying to remember what season Gronish was on that she pieced out and went to the Olympics. But yeah, it's been a while. They definitely, I feel like they did film during the, the Rona times. Yeah. So you, I guess that, that may have also been like, hey guys, we should be on a little bit of a budget. <laughs> not, <laughs> not do our usual Disney over the top cast everyone thing. Like mm-hmm. we have all these people now that have to be costumed and <laughs> and everything. I I also appreciated like Ariel in the human world like fumbling with clothes as well. I don't know. I don't know. It just made it a little more realistic and like, mm-hmm. you know, fuck the patriarchy in a way because of the heels and the corset yeah. and all this. So 
I was just like, yeah, you know, corsets are weird. <laughs> if and you like them, that's great. Island. Yeah, and heels on an island, that's just not right. You're going to be in sand and running around. Like, you have to get those flip-flops, girl. I, and I also liked that, um, how she told him her name. Yeah, I was like, I was like, dang, it would have took me the rest of the boat ride. I was like, what? Because I'm so dumb that all these years, I did not put two and two together. Mermaid siren song. I was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like this one, they played more into the sea mytho, sea mythology, mm-hmm. and it made me realize that at the end, Ursula turns into a kraken. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrifying but uh but like you know i've seen the original movie so many times as everyone else has again it's forever ingrained into my brain but like she's a fucking kraken at the end now i did he- see, also see a video of pat carroll the original voice of ursula explain that ursula is a squid because she has six tentacles instead of eight mm-hmm. but then there's also the argument two arms so oh true i feel like i counted eight tentacles in this one i don't remember counting them but i was just like in awe of her just like rolling around like when she they first and she's just like laying i was like she's living the life she's just like rolling around this cave thing. <laughs> like i loved it and like I know you, I know you, uh, you and a lot of other people criticize the makeup, but like I feel like whatever she was wearing on top, I feel like that was practical, and she looked good. Yeah, her costuming like, was great. Yeah, I mean, I I noticed that uh, on her collar, she had these little things that that was obviously CGI because they're not really underwater. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, everyone! But like. I, I she she looked great and like you could tell she was having fun. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to grow up and be like and like Disney's such a staple. I think as an actor, you wanted like I want a Marvel role, I want a Disney role, I want a Star Wars horse role, and then I'm good. Like that's the triad of like, hell yeah, I'm gonna be around. Like I'm gonna be popular forever in those three. Or you and could she- be like Lin Manuel Miranda and have Disney own you. Yeah, which. Maybe, maybe you could take a break for a while because his songs, you just know which ones are his. Like, uh, which one did I think? One of them sounded like it could have been an Encanto. Scuttlebutt, probably. That one. I feel like, which is it? I feel like uh, the one we liked, her second song. Oh, for the first time. For the first time. It felt like, I was like, this is Lynn Manuel. Like, for sure. It's very Encanto until the end where she gets, like, you know, a little emo. And she's like, mm. But, like, the upbeat parts, it felt like um, that one song in Encanto that's, like, the best song. Like, the big, the muscular about... sister. Oh, no, oh. Big... <laughs> <Muscular> yes. Sister. <laughs> Surface pressure. That's it. Um, I think we got through. Oh. So. As well as some other things. And like, obviously now we have humans that can create their own character's backstory and everything. Grimsby. Mm. I thought he had a crush on the queen. Or like, yeah, there's mm. something. That, I'm like, there's something here. And I would like to explore this <laughs> more. <laughs> <laughs> the only one watching shipping those two. <laughs> like, well, because... Oh. Because he he's like, I'll talk to the queen. 
and he was a really good like his dad figure he was always helping eric hide his crap like being all like sloshing water through the palace boy get yeah, and, together and, and willing like, to it. help him find her and he's like and uh you know he's like what carriage you know when, yeah. when eric and ariel go <laughs> off i like that part a lot he's like i, mm. I feel like they like completely changed that character he was and less I, stuffy yeah more willing like he started stuffy obviously on the boat and everything but like he's like i see you now i'm gonna now i'm gonna go flirt with your mom <laughs> your stepmom <laughs> <laughs> um it's a one song i didn't like vanessa's part like i wish they would have kept that part in where she has more to sing and she like has that whole kind of like dramatic where she gets on the the vanity and smashes the mirror and so i wish they would have kept that this one she was kind of just laughing a lot and laying down i was like "Mm." (laughs) like she she needed vanessa needed to be upped a little more i feel like they kind of downplayed her oh yeah she was gonna be in the movie really i was like so focused on ariel and eric I was like, oh yeah, Ursula's got to go up there. <laughs> I appreciated the actress, but I was a little like, well, the whole, po- I thought the whole point of Vanessa is that she's supposed to look enough like Ariel mm-hmm. that conceivably Eric can be like, oh, it's you. Cause I, although I didn't really see you, I could, yeah, I could make mm-hmm. it out. Um, how do you, uh, how do you feel about them casting a white woman as Vanessa? Yeah, now that you bring it up, yeah, like Vanessa, they did have the similar hair, so maybe they should have got Chloe. I mean, they could have wrote her off Grownish too, and just sent. They play twins on Grownish. I did. I'm not gonna. Twins. I'm so glad you said that because I'm not gonna lie. I thought it'd be hilarious if they did cast Chloe as Vanessa <laughs> to be like, bring it, girl. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, like you said, I didn't even put that together. Like, she's supposed to look like her somewhat because he was all, you know, messed up from almost dying and drowning. Um, So, yeah, they should have cast someone who looked a little more like Ariel. But but I think maybe they were also playing into the anti-racist statements and things like that yeah because this island was so like for the Caribbean she had there was like a black kind of made there was a white made they they just had a plethora like there was no color in this world which was you know nice (laughs) it it did harken back to Brandy Cinderella very much that because was it like it was like an Asian prince, but the mom was white and was the, or black. And the, <laughs> was like white. The, yeah, the, the the in the Cinderella, the king was Victor Garber, who is whiter <laughs> than snow. Then you have the queen is Whoopi Goldberg, and then the hey, uh, the prince is oh crap, um, I forgot his name, Paolo Maltaban, I believe his name is, who is a <laughs> different ethnicity entirely. And you're like, cool. We accept this. And then also, you know, Bernadette Peters has the white daughter and the black daughter. And you're like, we accept all of this. So it feels that- like a, like a, when you do a play at a school, you can't just cast like the white kids or the black kids. got to cast everybody, everybody. Who's in the class. So. And so I, I, I like that for the island that it that it because to me, I read it as that their fear of each other. So like the queen's fear of the sea gods and king neptune's fear of humans is kind of like racial stereotypes Mm -hmm. although to be fair 
King Neptune has some trauma because <laughs> a human killed his wife. So like understandable, but like not and, and you have to listen to her when she's like, not all humans are bad. Mm-hmm. I thought they were gonna go for the big twist of like the queen being her real mom. <laughs> Because I thought, oh, like maybe Ursula gave her legs and she chose a human man. And that's why King Triton's got like his Triton up his butt about humans. That's why I thought the twist. And they were going to be like, she's like, oh, my daughter can be with mine. And I thought, no, that's going to be too incestual, even though King Prince Eric wasn't really her son by blood. But I was like, no, I don't don't think they're going to go there. But that's what I kind of thought at first. But like it added for this net newer generation because by god i hope this next generation is going to be anti-racist as fuck (laughs) (laughs) well we gotta get rid of a lot of parents out there (laughs) bringing their kids to be idiots (laughs) we're gonna try um can we talk about going back with this movie when the trailer dropped have you did you see the videos of the girls of color losing their mind yeah, that's why I couldn't be, like, too mad at it. So I was, like, if I was, like, because I remember I did dress up as Cinderella in kindergarten during, like, the movie. It's just, like, there's a cute costume. But Ariel's my favorite. But I wasn't going to go to school as a mermaid. That's too scandalous. <laughs> so I was, like, yeah, I could I could see that. And I even, I cried twice during this movie. So oh. I, I see. I, I mean, when we were leaving, my husband started crying because he saw a little black girl dressed up as ariel and he was like it is so beautiful that they're gonna like see themselves (laughs) and now she's in the parks this version of ariel is in the parks so that Mm -hmm. uh somebody was telling me that they're going to disney and their kids are so excited to like see both ariels you know yeah i saw this video where they're not competing and they're singing together and like that's good like more ariels let's let's bring more ariels more mermaids which i think oh i would love to see the other sisters get their own like kind of movies i don't know what their stories could be but or you know how like on disney plus they have the little shorts for like marvel and things like that do that i would like i would love to see them because like i also really loved their designs as mm-hmm. mermaids because like I had this whole conversation with myself during the movie being like, oh, they added some like fins and some like cool scale colors and Mm -hmm. things like that. And Hallie had the scales as the bra top and her fin and everything, but like she didn't have any other aquatic features, but I think that was on purpose for the transformation. Yeah. I mean, she did have some like little shiny skin when Mm -hmm. everything, iridescent skin, excuse me. But, like, one of her sisters, I believe, had fins on her forearms. And I was like, that's cool. And none of them had gills, so I don't know how they breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how, like, she was like, oh, I can suddenly breathe above water or whatever. But I was like, you know, it's it's a Disney movie. I did. I also cried twice during this. um, And I am not ashamed about it. I cried at the end of Under the Sea because it was visually beautiful and i think it was and the other thing that i liked about that they did pay homage to the original at the very end of the song with like the fast paced cuts mm-hmm. between things and i was like oh that is so cool and i think that brought like a wave of nostalgia over me <laughs> but then i also cried at the end when they <laughs> when they sailed off and you know harvey or was like like pushed the boat and you're like 
And, well, I oh, go ahead. <laughs> and I was gonna say, and all the other mermaids were just hanging out, and humans were there, and everyone was looking stoic. And I was like, "This is beautiful." <laughs> bravo, bravo! I cried at uh, part of your world, of course, but then the part of your world, I believe it was uh, the reprise. So after she saves Eric, and she's on the the rock where she was the most intense climbing of a rock I've ever seen. She's like, I don't care how. (laughs) I was like, girl, that like, I feel I was like, she's like 16. This is the first time she's ever felt those special sexual feelings. And she was like, ready. She was like, I don't know. Like, that's how I felt seeing Bachelors. But when she but that scene, I was like, please do the water, like where she goes up and she's like on the rock and the water splash. That made me cry. I was like, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, it's so beautiful. But they took out my favorite part. I'll never forget him for that. Which what which was what? Uh, at the end where King Triton like puts his Triton down and like she tra- like she's on the rock looking and then she like transforms and walks out of the water. Oh, I wanted that dress. scene in the original oh, makes me cry so much. And I wanted that and we didn't get it. And I was like, Whoa. The the scene leading up to him doing the magic with this trident, I was like that's beautiful and like you know go Harvey or bear down um I wait I did have something I wanted to ask and I now forgot <laughs> lost forever in the world um to see. is there anything else you want to talk about though before we get into sharp and flat I just like the other reprise too she had the second one and I was like this is like her emo part of your world because she was like man he's gonna leave you stranded on land i was like oh she's in her field we're in our field so i really like that <laughs> oh not the question i was thinking of but a different one did her hair change color at the end it looked a little more blondish than it looked a little lighter yeah okay Maybe it's just the lighting but i don't i don't well they said they spent what one hundred fifty thousand on the hair so maybe they had a second wig yeah, what? yeah, hundred thousand on the hair alone for the for hers. Um, so we're recording this uh four days after its initial release, and I want to just see how much it made so far. So, with the budget for this movie was estimated at two hundred fifty million dollars. So far, worldwide. It has made a hundred and eighty-five million eight hundred thousand dollars in its first weekend. So it'll make its money back. It made on on opening. It made ninety-five million dollars. <laughs> no big, no big deal. So the hair budget was taken care of right away. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> if you do a sequel, they can double it. Okay, let's get into strap and flat, shall we? so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it if we liked it it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it will change it's flat i really only had one flat and it's the same flat that i have from the original movie and that is that ariel still sacrifices everything while eric doesn't change i mean i get it that's also from the Hans Christian Andersen story. Oh, I also liked the, uh, I really liked the bookends of the crying mm-hmm. thing. I was like, that's important. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I've only seen this once, though, this version of it once. So it, maybe if I see it again, I might pick up on some other things I didn't like. I didn't really like. Like I said about Eric's song, I understand the need of it, but I'm not, I don't want to flat it because, like, it's fine. He tried. He tried. It's not my favorite, but he he tried. He, everyone tried. Uh, what <laughs> do do you have any flats for this? My flats would be just like Sebastian songs. I need. I wish they just would have had Samuel E. Rights because it's like you could have David do the talking. He was great. Just you know, maybe pay <laughs> Samuel E. Rights family some money to put his version into it and you know edit around that. Just, I like I said, that was my my number one Disney vocalist right there. I'm sorry. I remembered the question I was going to ask you. So, is she 16 in this? I feel like it because they they call her the little one, little fish or little girl. So I I feel like she is the youngest sister and sixteen. She did seem like I would not believe she was anything older. She's very youthful looking, and he I would give him eighteen at nineteen at most. They say he's twenty one. <laughs> I right? hope she's a little older than right because I thought it was his back- birthday. Oh yes, yes, yes. And I thought they said, you're 21 now, you're going to be king or whatever. You know, I can't remember. But my, I know my friend who I saw it with was like, they made her look so young. I was like, yeah, you're right. But also Hallie looks young. But like back then, like the expectancy was like 30. So <laughs> they had to get married young. <laughs> uh, what, any other flats? No, I for redoing my probably my favorite like princess Disney movie, they did well enough. I wasn't like God like Beauty and the Beast, which was a questionable, questionable movie. But yeah, I think that was it for me. I overall I think it's like if I was a kid and I seen this and I'd never seen the original, I would be happy with that. This being my little mermaid. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to bleed into my sharps, I just love that I, I'm sharpening that they answered some questions from the original movie, <laughs> like Ursula's backstory. Now we have it. Also, I, I am sharpening the changes that they made to make sense for this movie. Like, I know your husband questioned it, but I did like the fact that they, that Ursula added the, um, the see, the and I'm even, notes. yeah, the little footnotes <laughs> to, and the, making her forget about the thing. And, um, also, like, you know, giving more of a backstory for Triton and for Eric and like everyone got a stronger backstory in this because, you know, it can't just be about her. We have to understand these other characters. Um, I'm going to sharp some of the underwater puns that they made <laughs> when Ursula said squidling rivalry. I <laughs> lost my shit. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. And then they made some (laughs) other puns, but Squidling Rivalry is the one that lives forever. And then um, I'm going to, I just want to sharp Hallie for being amazing, um, having abs of steel, because you see them, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I could never. (laughs) Well, it it was interesting too, because like I I was watching, seeing how they swim. And I was like, why wouldn't you use your arms to help you? But also, like, I guess doing a lot of that gyration gave her, like, a six-pack, and you could see mm-hmm. it sometimes in the movie. 
Yes, yes. She looked the part. I would. I maybe I'll go in the pool. They just opened our pool at my apartment. Maybe I'll go try to do some mermaid. Get the mermaiding. Yeah. Take me about five years. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Movie was great. What, uh, what about you? What are your sharps? Um. I agree with you on the backstories. I like that we got. Finally, everyone was well-rounded. They just weren't, you know, hot guy, mean dad, sea witch. Like, they actually, like, there's a reason behind why they are the way they are. I also like the underwater scenes because Aquaman looked like it was filmed in a puddle. And this was, like, okay. finally, they got it right. This is what it's supposed to look like. Aquaman 2 coming out this year. Maybe look at this and redo everything you have because I'm sure it's bad. <laughs> and just recast Amber Heard because she can't act. But... um <laughs> I yes I I I hundred percent agree with you. It felt very magical underwater, and I was like, and and I, I'm like, I know you created some sea life, and I don't know if it was just your imagination or like if they're based off of some other underwater myths. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that that opening scene when we were when we're brought underwater it was just pure magic and also a lot uh, a lot less dicks as spires on the castle <laughs> yeah I, I think i still have the original box yes like, you can't throw that out mom that's like classic she was like got a dick on it <laughs> got <laughs> like, so many dicks we, on it that's why we keep it mom yeah that part um, I I might have flattered Sebastian's songs, but Sharping, the actual character, he was so funny. And I just loved how he was just fed up with everything all the time, but he still helped. He was like, oh, this teenage girl, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just so much. I was like, oh, my God, he's hilarious. Also, Sharp that they didn't use Flounder a lot because he was still pretty creepy. And I'm glad they kept him a little out of the story more than. Yeah. And, of oh. course, I'm going to Sharp out Haley because, oh. Have Perfect. I been saying her name wrong? I'm so sorry. Haley? Haley? Hallie? Hallie? Ariel. It's Ariel. <laughs> Ariel. She's she's amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing her career from here on out. Because, like, I know that she's going to be in the, the Color Purple musical movie remake. Um, I do want... I, I thought of a, a, a silly little flat that they cut Le Poissant, the it's chef song. Chef. Yeah. Yeah. He was missing altogether. And that's such a good part. <laughs> it's it, it's I... a silly it's silly and stupid, and I understand why they cut it because that would have derailed really the story. But like you could have fit it in somewhere. He could have been like maybe had like a food cart type thing at the you know, when she went and she was Yeah. At least put him in. It doesn't have to be the song, just be like Le Poisson. <laughs> yeah, like that because i mean they got jody in there which was really cute to see i don't know how many people caught that because obviously we know her voice more than her face have you seen the video of her and um nina west the drag queen on a red carpet for the little mermaid and she's just like i lo- she is fangirling to <laughs> nina west <laughs> i saw the picture i didn't see the video because i do and then nina. and like I I love Jodie Benson and I'm loving that the positive vibes that she's just like, look, it's the new Ariel and like they're just having fun and, you know, seeing her on the red carpets. And, and that's what I really appreciate about a lot of actors, especially like, I don't know if you know this, but it, when they did Mary Poppins Returns, 
they mm-hmm. originally offered the role that Angela Lansbury played to Julie Andrews. And Julie said, no, this is Emily's movie. It's not about me. And so, like, I feel like Jody, even though she was in the movie visually, she had zero words. She said yeah. zero lines. But, like, I feel like it was her just being like, this is your movie. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just a background person. I'm here as an Easter egg for those in the know. But this is yours. And I really did appreciate that. The passing of the torch. Because, yeah. you know, millennials, we got to give it up sometimes. There's children that have been born that need their own things. We can't just live, even though we should live in the 90s forever. But all of 89 plus. <laughs> <laughs> God, well, so well, was for like, some yeah, later eighties as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do eighty-seven. Forward. Well, when did the Goonies? Whenever the Goonies, and then after that, eighty-five up. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? Uh, definitely "Part of Your World." All yes. three of them that they did. I would actually probably put Eric's song just because it's like so. If you just want to be over dramatic and have an extra moment. Like when I'm running or something, because he ran so much during the goddamn song, it was a track star, <laughs> so it will really motivate me. <laughs> and in a month or two, maybe the scuttlebutt. Um, <laughs> I agree with you with the all three versions of Part of Your World. Um, I'm gonna say Poor Unfortunate Souls, she did a great job with that. Um, she made it her own as well. I think I'm also going to. Hmm. I think I want to see it one more time to officially like say other ones, but like those two for sure. Cause that first time when, Oh, it's so be I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> Just thinking about her in the, in her little cove with all of her treasures and she's, like like that one was a shot was basically a shot for shot remake from the original but like how else could you do it it needed to there's some things you need to keep (laughs) yes yeah like when especially with her reaching and everything and she's going up notes and everything it's oh it's so beautiful um and the other two versions of it which i think the second reprise is new yes Lyrically, I don't know, but I know she does sing at that part because she's like, she does it, sing there. The, the the other one is new because she did not be talking about being stranded or nothing. It is <laughs> new because Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote those lyrics. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah, so Lin-Manuel Miranda clearly wrote Wild Uncharted Waters uh for the first time the scuttlebutt and part of your world reprise two and then he rewrote the lyrics for poor unfortunate souls and kiss the girl or tweaked them (laughs) yeah there was i did notice in kiss the girl there was a line about consent (laughs) (laughs) i was like okay Okay, we're doing it. We're do- we're great. It's still about, you know, hey, you gotta, kiss- gotta bang this girl. I mean, kiss this girl, but like... <laughs> uh, but on that note, Kendra, we're done with the episode. We did it. Yay! It was such a love fest in a way, even though we were a little critical about this. Uh, what do you have to plug or promote? Um, just Crushgasm, my podcast. You find everything at crushgasmpodcast.com. What do we have? We have crushes on uh, Tiger Beat 
Remember that teen magazine? So Tiger Beat Crush, find out what teeny boppers she had a crush on. Uh, recently had an 80s movie crush. So these two women that live in Greece, they are from Canada and the U.S. and they found themselves marrying Greek men and they're both overseas and they bonded over a lot of things, including their 80s movie crush, The Outsiders. So we talk about oh, that. And how it, yes. You know, it's just like beefcake city. Talk about an 80s movie you need. Except we all agreed Tom Cruise was the least of the beefcakes in it. Rob Lowe, shirtless though. Yes. You know, just a bunch of stuff. So crushgasmpodcast.com. Uh, thank you for having me to oh. talk about this. Well, finally, a great or a good passable live action Disney movie. I When you suggest, because when you suggested that you wanted to do this, I was like, yes! <laughs> like, I didn't need an excuse to go see this movie, but... <laughs> I was going to see it anyway, uh, but it was great that we um, were able to plan it. And this is coming out clearly uh, like a week after this movie. So huzzah, it's brand new. Um, <laughs> but if you, I don't know, if you, if you want to share your thoughts and feelings on this remake, do you think, do you, the audience also agree with us that this is the best live action photorealistic remake that, Disney has done. Uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Um, yeah, are you excited for Hallie's career to like open up and do other things? And if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about a mighty wind. We're going back to Christopher Guest, everyone. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, I gotta come back and pick another banger of a movie (laughs) and have a wonderful day everyone and bye for now special thanks to justin johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to nick bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast and thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.